This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Well, hello everyone. Welcome back to Massive Late Fees Dumpster Diving. We talk about uh, the 80s and 90s and, I don't know, whatever. Any era of television that is... The 40s. We skewer the Amos and Amos. Amos and Amos show in this one. Yeah, exactly. It was it was a uh, Andy was on strike, so they did an episode where it was just Amos and Amos. It didn't work very yeah. well. Like, that's a little too much Amos. <laughs> oh. Wait, and it's the '40s version, so it's the white guys. It's the white guys doing black oh, yeah, voices. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> well, now, boss, or whatever they decide, however they talk. Um, it's weird because they, you know, you would think. That they'd all just do that mid-Atlantic accent that they all just did back then. Well, now all the ships at sea. Yeah, you think so, but these uh, couldn't, you know, pass in the afternoon to be to be racist, right? But they they thought <laughs> they thought that accent was going to go places. That mid-Atlantic accent. <laughs> like, come on, guys, we're not going to be able to be racist forever. <laughs> yeah, like, I wonder if, if they he, did think that. Let's like... take advantage of this while it's here. <laughs> <laughs> One day this is going to be frowned upon, but you know we can get away with this now. I don't know, I don't know that we can. No, no. I think us mentioning it is worse than them doing it to some people. Maybe, yeah. Because we we've tw- oh yeah. Sorry, trigger warning. Uh, everyone out there, uh, th- upsetting things existed in the past. Trigger warning. I think I think he should have mentioned that earlier. <laughs> People are just now getting through our show and then getting to this. It's like, uh, I think you could have told us 100 episodes ago. Right. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, if you're if you're sensitive about the us acknowledging the existence of the past, then uh, yeah, it's uh, might be a problem for you. This show. Go find an adult and see if they get, uh, you know, teach you a few things. Yeah, it's, oh, it's so like, of course, you know. Uh, Mickey Rooney doing his uh, his best buck teeth pigeon uh, uh, you know accent in Breakfast at Tiffany's is terrible, but pointing out that it existed, you know, shouldn't be a trigger for people. Right, but I'm sure it is for some people. You know they they stole that by the way from autistic kids. Trigger so what? The oh, tr- trigger warning! Yeah, 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 yeah the whole that. like trigger warning and like all the whole the whole triggered like you know uh, thought like process, quiet space and that sort of thing. Exactly. Yeah, they they stole that from autistic kids. You know, the ones that actually needed it, just like they stole the gluten free shit from uh, celiac patients. Yeah, my wife and I were talking about the gluten thing. You know, it's just it's it's kind of ridiculous how many people like just like start treating themselves for something that they don't know they have. Yeah, and don't actually have. But they're just like, oh, you know, celiac patients do this. It's better, you know, it's better to do it this way. Oh, uh, you know, uh, 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 you, you know, um, Brooke Shields uh, doesn't eat gluten. So, yeah, you know. exactly. Why don't you put your kid on a uh, a vegan, um, a vegan diabetic diet? And by kid, I mean your infant. You know, like uh, just starting to to eat solid foods. Do that, and then um, you know, the child coffin industry can. <laughs> <laughs> can explode and pop you like we'll we'll put some uh money in stock in uh in child coffin uh you know industry and then we'll be good oh, you mean child cough? yeah exactly child cough right 
That's... No, there was uh, recently, uh, like a eighteen-month-old died, uh, and I, I really don't think it's fair that they did say do they they blamed a vegan. It was in the headline, like vegan diet. You know, kid, eighteen-month-old on vegan diet dies. I think it was just a really just pure neglect in a lot of ways. Like they were mm-hmm. the child was not dehydrated. It was dehydrated, which oh, oh an eighteen-month-old can be dehydrated, but yeah, like twenty pounds at eighteen months. It was like ugh, it was a disgusting story. Yeah. But, I mean, it was kind of weird how they like broke the veganism and like, hey, this will get some headlines. The the headline should have just been uh, "Parents Murder Child." But- exactly. I mean, I'm, I mean, you know, I people can obviously get a vegan diet to work with their children. I mean, I can't remember who it was. Like, I don't know. It, it was a. Um, it was kind of interesting. I didn't realize this. Uh, the Rizza, he was on the Joe Rogan show. He said like uh, his youngest child has like never had any animal product ever. I mean, but obviously he's mm-hmm. being you know fed responsibly and not just like right. whatever the hell this person did. Yeah. Yeah. If you work with an actual doctor, you know, there, there's, there are supplements that, uh, or, you know, like foods that will supplement certain things. Like for instance, uh, babies, you know, they need a lot of fat because, uh, the brain feeds on fat and you know, that's why they'll tell you, you know, if you're going to give a baby milk, uh, to give it whole milk because it needs that fat, um, for its, yeah, bra- and, for its brain milk. Yeah. Is vegan, obviously. It's not, I mean, technically humans are animals, but it's not right. considered an animal product. Correct. Yeah. And yeah, so, so breast milk obviously is a, is a good alternative, but there are lots of alternatives for where uh, babies can get their fat and things like that. Um, you, you know, so yeah, the, I'm not implying you can't responsibly feed your baby a vegan diet, but, but I just, I do think it's ridiculous how people will say, like, well, we should eat this diabetic diet because, um, you know, we don't have diabetes and we're perfectly healthy otherwise, but probably just better for us. Great. Yeah, I don't know. I was uh, I was actually looking at a vegan diet because uh, I had done one previously and I I just like um, I love meat too much. <laughs> so I know, it's me too. Hard on a vegan diet. Like, I just love the taste of meat. Me too. Um, but then I was I was just uh, there's this thing called the Game Changers, which I think I talked about briefly uh, last uh, time where. Mm. You know, it was like they, they were talking about all the advantages, but like then I was listening to this thing on the Joe Rogan where this guy was like disputing all the information. It was it actually made a lot of sense. Like he was saying, like I mean, sure, there's the same amount of protein in like a can of beans and like a steak, or like you know a cut of steak, mm. but at the same time, the bioavailability of the protein is like much much lower. Like, yeah, it's like a magnitude of like ten. So you would have to eat like ten times as much. Yeah, that's yeah, a was, big, so, I mean, big issue with that. Yeah, that's a big, you know, concern for me, you know, because, you know, obviously I'm a totally ripped uh, mega athlete. So Absolutely. I can't, you know, Mike, you know, Mike is pumping protein. iron constantly, so you need yeah. that protein. Yeah, you're going to need it. Um, but, yeah, um, so this week uh, we watched uh, Punky Brewster. Yeah. Speaking of protein, uh, <laughs> Punky Brewster sure uh, sure ate her Wheaties and, and uh, stuff because she, she grew quite, uh, quite uh, into the woman. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how long this show was on for because she's a lot younger here than I remember her being on the show. Like, <laughs> she, might, she might be like, uh, oh, no, no, the thing you're talking about occurred when she was like in her teens. And also we were at that time uh, younger than her. So, yeah, yeah. So are. Yep. Because I don't think she was murdered or anything. I mean, I, I, I probably would have made the news. No, nah, I'm pretty sure that Soleil Moonfry is still alive. Unless she's like uh, dead in a refrigerator somewhere. Right. Yeah, she could be. This, uh, no, yeah, she's 43 years old, so she was, she's, you know, a little bit older than us. But, yeah, she, it is, it is sort of weird to go back and watch Punky Brewster now, knowing, uh, kind of, you know, what she grew up, she's, I think she was in one of those Poison Ivy movies or something like that that she was oh, in. Oh, really? I gotta track that down. She was in something like that, I think. I know a 
Alyssa Milano was in those movies or yeah. some vampire movie, I think, something like that. Apparently, so this this show ran from September sixteenth, nineteen eighty. September eleventh, nineteen eighty four. Uh, so she would have been eight when the show premiered uh, to March 9th, nineteen eighty six, and then again in syndication. So it became a syndicated show from October thirtieth, nineteen eighty seven to May twenty seventh, nineteen eighty eight. Technically, it has four seasons. Uh, two on NBC and two in syndication. Uh, apparently, first first for Columbia Pictures, which makes sense, and or no, I'm sorry, first for Coca Cola Telecommunications. Co- oh, Coca Cola apparently had their own uh, first run syndicated. Oh wait, ah, a division of Columbia Pictures because I forgot Coca Cola or Columbia owns Coca Cola or Coca Cola. Owns Columbia. One of the ways around. One of one of those ways around. Huh. Yeah. And I think actually, I believe that, I believe that Columbia has been purchased by Sony. So I think, I think they have some sort of stake in Sony too. I'm not sure. But that's why huh. you when you see pro, like product placement in Sony movies, it's always Coca Cola. I always think it's funny with like athletes like indoors, like, you know, like fast food or like Coke and that kind of stuff. Mm, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, Michael Jordan's like, you know, he's going to McDonald's and just like shoveling down like, you know, a full, <laughs> uh, you know, Big Mac, large fries, <laughs> a 32 ounce Coke. And he's just going on and it's lighting up, you know, the other. T- yeah. Although if you are a super mega athlete, much like myself, uh, Usain Bolt, uh, he apparently ate like a thousand chicken McNuggets at the Olympics when he broke all the records. Yeah, well, it doesn't surprise you. You're burning a ton of calories. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of funny. I guess the McDonald's are like free to all the athletes, which is again kind of weird. Like, I don't know that I would assume their diets are more strict than that. I would, you know, I would think so. Obviously, there are better ways to get protein and fat than uh, fast food. Yeah, especially during the period where they've been training for for four years, right? The one, like the two week window of performance. So, like, that's not really when you're really like, hey, I can really treat myself now. Yeah, let me let myself go. <laughs> yeah, P- Pucky Brewster, a uh, plucky young uh, lady with uh this is weird to me. Uh, she's the guy, Henry, who, like, uh, I don't know how he's like her guardian or something. Like, I don't know if he adopted her or what. So, here's, here's the story because I actually do know this story. She is like an orphan, like, her parents died. And she was living in... That's usually what makes you an orphan. Right. She was living in an abandoned... Uh, not abandoned, but like an empty an empty apartment in this apartment building. And hiding out. And she had this the dog, Brandon. Named after Brandon Tartikoff. Because apparently Brandon Tartikoff had a crush on some girl named Punky when he was a kid. And so he named... And she actually appears in an episode, the girl that, that it's based on. But anyway, so she had her, her and her dog, Brandon, were hiding... And Brandon started to bark, and Henry found her because Henry is the landlord of the building, and that's how he like he went to court and you know went through the proper channels and everything, and that's how he decided to foster her instead of like, oh, I see. instead of basically just sending her to an orphanage because she didn't want to go to an orphanage. Yeah, I wasn't sure if he had adopted her or what. I was saying it's kind of a weird choice, like a single guy who doesn't seem to be super well off. Like, uh, looks like they're kind of in a bad neighborhood with the apartment building. Yes, it's not a great neighborhood. Yeah, a, a bad neighborhood in Chicago. Uh, is this in Chicago? Yes, I believe it does take place in yeah, Chicago. I thought it was. 
See, it's probably probably not. You probably don't want to let some orphan child go there, but you know, whatever. It's the eighties. Yeah, and I mean, you know, it could. I guess it could have come off as as sort of creepy, but George Gaines, uh, you know, uh, for those of you who are aware of the eighties staple police academy, he's uh, Commandant Lassard. Um, oh, that's right. That's where he's from. The voice I should have known. But he's uh, he he's a genial enough old guy that I don't think it really comes across as creepy. Yeah, he doesn't come across as creepy at all. There is one line though, <laughs> where towards the end, uh, that annoying little fucking kid Alan uh, is upset that he doesn't know CPR. And uh, George like puts his arm around him, and he or Henry puts his arm around him, and he goes, uh, "Come on, let's learn it together." <laughs> you know, it's funny. I took notes on this episode, and uh, I actually that's one of my notes is uh, everyone hates this fucking Alan kid. Oh yeah, he's terrible. He actually left my notes on the other computer, which isn't helpful. No, well, you know. Apparently, the guy. So, have you? Here's se- another shit show, everyone. Have you seen? Have you seen a picture of uh, Casey Ellison? The one, the guy that played Alan, uh, lately. No, he, he probably looks crazy. He looks like, he looks like his hair has been electrified. <laughs> like I think he got some, <laughs> I think he got some really bad plugs. That's what it looks like to me. Uh, uh, well, good for him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh, Punky is this plucky young kid who, uh, like you said, has a dog named Brandon, and mm-hmm. I don't know, the dog's weird. Do you know there's a cartoon Punky Brewster and like she had this flying alien guy and, and also the dog? Yes. Yeah, I know that. So okay, so Punky has this friend Alan who's a complete piece of shit. Everyone knows this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, our not friend good. Cherry, who's like a ni- Cherry, who's like a nice kid, you know. And then um, uh, Margo's this other kid who's like a total asshole. I mean, it's like she has like one good friend out of like you know four. Right. Yeah, she's the generic rich snob. Yeah, so they're doing like uh, they're doing CPR at the beginning of the episode, uh, and it's it's a very detailed like I, don't, I think they might have actually been teaching CPR during this part because yeah. there was like not a single joke in this entire like you know five to six minute session of uh, CPR. Yeah, they're in class with uh, the original janitor from uh, Saved by the Bell, and no, no, he was a, he was a teacher, wasn't he, Milo? No, I think he was the janitor. Okay, maybe he was. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought he, I, I actually thought he was a guy from Designing Women for a second, but I, then I realized it wasn't because I just, uh, I knew he was from something. So I looked it up. He was on uh, Good Morning. Meshach Taylor. <laughs> yeah, Meshach Taylor is the guy from Designing Women who was also in Mannequin and Mannequin 2 on the move. He's the only one to reprise his role, and he delivers the best line of Mannequin 2 on the move. When uh, when the guy goes, because it's completely unrelated. The reason that the mannequin is alive is unrelated. Like everything about the movie is unrelated, um, except it's it takes place in the, a similar department store. And the guy goes, uh, Meshach Taylor's like, look, you know, you're acting really weird. What is going on? And uh, he's like, you would never believe me uh, if I if I told you. And he's like, well, try me. And he's like, well, this mannequin, uh, you know, comes to life or whatever. And Meshach Taylor goes, as Hollywood, his character in Hollywood from uh, Mannequin, uh, says, no, I believe you. This has happened before. <laughs> Could you imagine being this fucking guy thinking you're going nuts and everything because this mannequin's coming to life? You finally unburden yourself. And the guy's response is, oh, yeah, this is sad before. Oh, is that it? Yeah. 
That's funny. <laughs> yeah, so uh, this this guy is uh, not Meshach Taylor. You're right. T um, T K uh, something. Something like that. But yeah, he's uh, you know he's uh, he's also he's like a teacher, I guess. I think he, yes. I don't know if he's a teacher all the time. Like I don't know if it's like you know one of those things where it's the same teacher or they switch up. I assume it's like a regular character. I don't know. Yeah, I think he's um, just their elementary school teacher. Yeah, so Alan's like you know just fucking around, like you know not properly doing CPR, and then uh. Being a total piece of shit. He looks like the worst child in Children of the Corn. Yeah, like like their like their evil cousin that shows up. That's who Alan is. Yes. Like, oh come on, Malachi, you're not you're not killing enough people. <laughs> yeah, so he's making the lamest jokes. Yeah, they're really bad. Like, I don't think even the audience is laughing. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then Punky and Margot are apparently like a uh, you know par- paramedic level uh, CPR you know enthusiasts. Yeah. That this you know they do this doll you know they do CPR or whatever. Rasasa so, Annie. Yeah, and it lights. It's it's a very eighties. Uh, it's a very eighties doll. Let's put it that way. Absolutely. Like it's like got a weird switches and uh, tubes. The doll cords. has a cocaine problem. Great. <laughs> um, but then we cut to them playing hide and seek uh, outside of the building. Uh, that Alan guy uh, has an old. Ref- oh, oh, wait, we forgot about this whole thing. Uh, and by mm. we, I mean I. Yeah. Um. The refri- their refrigerator's on the fritz, so uh, Alan, who who was like the supervisor at this place, but he can't figure out how to fix a refrigerator. <laughs> I mean, you think at this place especially, there'd be a lot of repairs instead of buying new because it's just like a, a really kind of run-down looking place. Yeah, it's it's a slum. He's he's yeah, but, he's the landlord of a slum. Yeah, but he doesn't know how to fix a refrigerator, so he goes and buys one, and he's like missled by like the salesman who like uh, we quickly see does like the same routine on like every customer, and it works perfectly each time. So how this uh, guy is not the world's wealthiest man, I don't know. Seriously. So he take he takes the old refrigerator out. Uh, he leaves it there, uh, and actually, I, I thought he just left it there irresponsibly because I don't remember this episode very well. Mm-hmm. But he did actually go and like he you know he went and, like to look for like something to take the door off, and then in the meantime. Punky and her uh, shitty friends and Sherry as well. Oh, and Sherry like has like a mother or something that's always hanging around. It looks like it's her grandma. Like she's being raised by her grandmother. I think her parents are also dead. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. yeah well, uh, the grandmother looks very young. Good for her. Um, or bad, I guess, because you're just you know your kids are fucking at a young age. <laughs> well, either or. But yeah, so like you know they're all kind of like you know milling about uh, the grandmother and uh, Henry. And then uh, Sherry uh, wisely decides to hide in the refrigerator for some reason. It's a great spot to hide. I mean, yeah, for sure. I don't know. If you see when they open the door of the refrigerator, I don't know if she can fit in there. It doesn't look big enough for her. No, I agree. She's a she's a tall girl. Yeah, but anyway, so she gets in the refrigerator and then, uh, you know, Alan or whoever, I think it was Alan was looking for everybody. He finds everybody and they can't find Sherry, but... Um, Henry actually saw her try to go inside for a second to hide in there, but then she like changed her mind. But he left, so he didn't see her change her mind and go back in the fridge. He's so insistent she's in the fucking apartment building. Yeah, yeah, he really is. But I mean, he did see her go that way. Um, yeah, so they all kind of, you know, they oh, we can't find Cherry, and Henry goes, oh, it's starting to snow. I'll take this door off later. So they go upstairs, and uh, you know, they spend like five minutes looking for her, mm-hmm. and they go back out, and uh, oh, sure enough, she's in the refrigerator. 100% passed out unconscious. Yeah, not breathing and no heartbeat. Yeah, which I don't understand. Is that even possible? I mean, she's in this refrigerator for, uh, like, you know, 10 minutes. How much air is this girl breathing? Seriously. Yeah, so obviously air can run out, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, it this se- it seems, I suppose, I guess, maybe medically it's possible. I mean, not in the amount of time 
I don't think at all is is it possible. But um, but I guess you know it's medically possible to to basically um, you know lose vital signs, suffocate, you know basically. Yeah. Um, and, and then no be breathing. brought back. I guess you could be. I, I guess I don't know. I guess I don't know. But yeah, so she's in there, and then sure enough, Henry and uh, goddamn Alan, he doesn't know fucking CPR of his life depended on it. No, because he got um, sent to luckily, the office because he was a fucking piece of shit. Great. Yeah. So luckily, uh, you know, Punky and uh, Margo, the uh, A team for CPR, is there in uh, easily enough. And this is, I think, this is the first time I noticed uh, when I was young that it doesn't look like they're actually doing anything to the chest because obviously they're not going to do like comp- chest compressions to a living person. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's just like very, I mean, they actually cut around it, I noticed, but I didn't know. I'm like, yeah, you, they're definitely not actually pushing down. So I, for a long time, I think I thought, and since I was taught CPR by uh, television, mm-hmm. that I, I was unsure as to whether or not you actually pressed or just like did that weird thing with your arms where it looks like you're pressing. Right. You know what, you know what else is funny too, is that Punky breathes in and you can see, uh, I'm sure Sherry is, is, or Cherry is, uh, trying to sell this. She, um, you know, she puffs out her stomach like her stomach's getting filled with air. That's actually a thing that can happen. And it means that you're not doing the CPR correctly. If, if you're, if, if their stomach's going up, then basically you're just, you're pumping air into their stomach, which is not, it's not what you want to do. It's not good for them. And you need to readjust uh, how their head is sitting. So the airways open for you to, instead of, instead of going down the, um, the uh not the trachea the um the esophagus instead of going down the esophagus you're going down the trachea which is leading to the lungs um but yeah i thought that was interesting as well yeah so sure enough they save her life and then uh not only alan but henry both like are basically crying over the fact that they didn't know how to do cpr yeah exactly so it's really kind of weird it's like a very special episode in a couple ways because they teach cpr and uh luckily I feel that if I, uh, when I did learn CPR, I, I would have had to like have to do it in like the next week or so, or I would have completely forgot, which I have now. Mm-hmm. Like, I know the basics, but I couldn't be, I couldn't guarantee that I'm doing it right if I ever, you know, hopefully would never have to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. We all learned it in high school for health class. And I think we got certified, I want to say, but the, obviously. Yeah, I, I, got a, I got a certification, but I, I could not tell you how to do it. Yeah. This, I think the certifications only last a year or whatever, but yeah, it's been. It's been a number of years since we've been in high school, and I, I've luckily, knock on wood, have never had to actually administer it. So, yeah, I, I doubt I could, I, I doubt I could do it successfully either. And so many things have changed. Right. I know you, you apparently you don't have to do the the breathing anymore. That the the chest compressions are really the important part of it. Huh. yeah, I, I definitely would have to look that up. Yeah, I don't know. The and probably thing. should because everyone should know CPR. Brought to you by the American Medical Association. Yep. The guy that plays Cheapo Charlie, I don't know if you're familiar with him. His name is Frank Bonner. He uh, he was uh, probably most notably uh, Herb from uh, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, I, I didn't really like that show that much. But he's was like he did a tour of basically every 80s show, at least being on one episode. He was on the Love Boat Fantasy Island uh, the facts of life goes to Paris. <laughs> oh no! Give me a break. Uh, the love boat again. New heart. Uh, the duck factory, um, which I think was was that the uh, is that the Jim Carrey one? I think. I, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, Simon and Simon. Not to, not to be confused with Platypus Man. Right. Exactly. 
But si- Simon and Simon, one of the one of the best theme songs of all time. That that's an instrumental with no no lyrics. This is a pretty good theme song it. too for Punky Brewster. Oh really? I hated the theme song. I was going to bring that up actually. I like the theme like, I don't know, song. Just, it seemed like very hastily put together, and it was very like kind of weird like to me. It, it was not one of my favorite '80s theme songs for sure. There's an extended version of it too. <laughs> oh, is there, Mark? Yeah, he was also on Night Court, mm-hmm. another great oh, instrumental Court. theme song. Yeah, I do like Night Court's uh, do 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 do. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, like yeah, you gotta love it. Um, but yeah. yeah, I mean that's basically the episode. They uh, they save her. Uh, she says she's hungry, and uh, yeah, you hear the ambulance. But I don't know that she actually goes to the hospital at any point. I don't know. I mean, they they. I think what they're trying to imply is that she wasn't without oxygen for very long. Like she, you know, she was basically suffocating because she was trapped in there, and then she. Um, you know, she passed was, out. She lost breathing. Yeah, but it's, it, it stopped her heart, though. Yeah, I, I know. It's it's crazy. I don't know I medically. Don't think ex- gonna fix that. Yeah, I don't know medically exactly how this would all work, but uh, it feels like they were trying to basically say, hey, kids, don't go in refrigerators. Um, and also. Learn CPR. Yeah, also learn CPR. But it's weird. You would expect in, a, in an episode like this for them to come uh, at the end and talk directly to the camera. And basically spell out yeah, the they, message. Yeah, they, you would. They don't do that. Yeah, I don't know. They didn't do that, but I'm not upset about it because I did not like the show. I thought the kids were terrible actors. Oh, yes. Um, the yes. writing was bad, and it was just... I mean, if you, I, I, I don't know. Just do something separate. Don't put a fucking message in a show like this. That's dumb. I hate that. I know I know why the show only lasted two seasons, because it's, it's not good. It's the writing, like you said, the writing's not good, and it's not the, the act... Working with kids is hard enough, but they these are not. Sully Moonfry, I think, has had a decent career, but these are not talented uh, actors. I mean, if you, it, all you need to know, is that Sherry uh, Sherry Johnson—that's her character's name. Her real name is also Sherry Johnson, so she couldn't yes. learn another name. <laughs> I think they basically this is a vanity project by Brandon Tartikoff. He's trying to hook up with this punky chick years later. Exactly. And he probably did from the way it sounds like, you know, she got in the set again. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. he probably, you know, plowed her and then he's like, yeah, I don't care anymore. This show sucks. <laughs> yeah. She played a teacher in one of the episodes and I'm pretty sure that you're right. Like, uh, that Brandon Tartikoff was just like, uh, I always wanted to fuck this punky chick. I'm going to, now I'm the president of a huge network. I'm going to make a show specifically for the purpose of getting her on set so I can fuck her, and then you know we'll let the show get canceled. Yeah, I think that's what happened here. Well, good for Brandon Tartikoff, the late Brandon Tartikoff. <laughs> good, good for you, sir. Congratulations. I hope you're uh, you're you know looking up at us from <laughs> from where you ended up. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, but anyway, the show, the show isn't that bad. <laughs> well, he also did say by the bell. Yeah. I don't know if he always wanted to fuck um, uh, Haley Mills. Or... <laughs> <laughs> I and, and, then, and then Richard Haskins afterward. <laughs> it would be funny if if we learned that every every show NBC did during this run was just because he wanted to hook up with somebody else. <laughs> yeah. He put Alf on the air because he always wanted to hook up with Willie. <laughs> 
Well, we know that wouldn't be an issue, Max, right? Uh, Rest in peace. All right. Well, we will uh, we will see you next time. Uh, bye. See you next time.